Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And today for our current mood combo, we are joined with Karamo Brown. I mean, <laughs> hold the applause. Okay. Yeah, I should have done a drum roll, but in just, I know, standing ovation. So obviously, I'm sure you guys know Karamo from Queer Eye, aka one of the best shows that has ever graced our TV screens. He began his career in 2004 on MTV reality show, The Real World, becoming the first openly gay black man cast on a reality show. And now he is literally changing people's lives on my favorite reality show, Queer Eye. He has such an incredible, insane, just so inspiring life story. So he is just going to grace us with all the wisdom we need to hear today. I basically pulled some of the most commonly asked advice questions that you guys send me and just kind of got some general advice from him. And it's like, we didn't even need to go into detail because I feel like everything he said could just be applied to literally every situation ever. He is absolutely amazing and is going to be such a mood booster for you to end your week. And by the way, I did lose my voice. As you can tell, it's coming back. I told you guys last week that I was sick. So I lost my voice, but I had to get Karamo on. So I rolled out of bed, drank some tea. Okay, that's a lie. I didn't drink any tea, but I did roll out of bed. So excuse the raspy voice. That's why I try to let him talk most of the time because I didn't want to like laugh and sound like a dying duck. That's not what it sounds like. Okay, well, before we jump into that, let's talk about my week with best mood and worst mood of the week. Obviously, you guys, my best mood this week was just so happy and relieved and grateful obviously due to last week's episode. So assuming you're all caught up, I know that like sometimes it kind of like takes a minute for people to get up to speed, whether it's listening to the podcast before they go to the Instagram, whatever it is. So it was kind of funny because obviously I uploaded the podcast on Friday last week. So when I was doing like a Q&A on Monday, some people are like, wait, did I miss something? And it's like, yo, turn on the notifications, turn on those notifies, okay? Listen to the pod. No, I know we all have lives. Like you're not just constantly listening to mood. You're not weird. Okay. But seriously, the amount of DMs that I got that I just wasn't expecting, I guess, like the type of messages I got. I obviously, you know, knew that there was going to be some real just mood and LE girly girls out there being like, so proud of you. Yay. Good job. But I guess I just like wasn't 
prepared for the specifics of the messages you guys sent because there were so many of you guys that related specifically to my story that I told last week in a sense of like changing for someone else, having to find yourself, having to cut out alcohol, but having to put it back into your life. Well, not having to put it back into your life, but choosing to put it back into your life because once you did the work on yourself and maybe got out of a situation, you were able to do that. You know, I think it's like really important to remember too that when you're not healed, you are that part of a bad relationship, you know? And I think there's like two ways to go about it. Either it's like you make it your mission to make the relationship work or the relationship comes a complete burden. I think a lot of you guys related to me in the situation was making it your mission because obviously I was a burden for someone else. I'm sure I made it my mission to make it work. And what you do is obviously you sacrifice so much of yourself. And I think that so many of you guys related to using my story as an opportunity to like take a step back and do the work on yourself the harder way and then figure out what you can put back into your life. And then there were also so many of you guys that related to some of my story when I wasn't drinking because you can't drink, just respected the fact that I talked about it in a sense of I wasn't bashing sobriety. And I think that the reason, which I told you guys last week, is I wanted to be like super, super clear about what my intentions were. And I just feel like the messages I got were so related to my exact intention. And that just made me feel like I really accomplished my goal of how I could serve you guys to the best of my ability. And so it just literally made me so happy and so grateful. Not just that, yes, it was like, finally I got this thing like off my chest, but also just that I have this community of like-minded women that are able to, and guys, see what I'm like trying to say and understand because like we're all in the same wavelength of like higher thinking and bettering ourselves and healing ourselves and knowing that life isn't black and white and knowing that shit happens and we change and we grow and we figure it out. So I'm super grateful for the community that I've built because it's you guys. And obviously on a personal note, I'm just like so happy to like have it off my chest because it was just like fucking scary. I think it was like that one point when I was like recording the podcast, I really realized like, holy shit, if I do this, like I I can't go back to maybe like secretly fucking up behind the scenes and then pretending like nothing ever happened. And like, obviously I already started posting on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff. It was like pretty obvious that I wasn't sober anymore. So like I knew what I was doing, but it's just still like saying it out loud. And I feel like people like whether whatever it is in your life, you know that saying it out loud, it's like such a bigger deal than actually just like making a physical mistake. So I just, I think that it was so scary to do. And now I feel like I could really embrace the change and I could really like step into this next chapter, just really being confident in who I am because I'm owning it. You know, it's like owning your truth. And I feel like without talking to you guys about it, you guys are such a big part of my life. Like now I'm able to own my truth and just unapologetically like live my life and see what happens, which it can be a little bit scary, but I'm just so grateful that you guys were receptive and I'm like relieved and I'm just happy and proud of myself that I did it. Like I was genuinely just really proud of myself, the way that I decided to go about it, how I executed it. And then obviously afterwards I was like, oh wait, Okay, so it actually resonated with people. Yo, that's so sick. So thank you guys so much. And, you know, obviously it's still going to take like a bit of time for people to catch up. So I'll probably still, you know, being like, 
listen to the podcast, listen to the podcast for a while. But if you guys are listening, you guys are my homies and you know what's up. So thank you. And then weirdly, my worst mood this week was negative thought patterns. It's just, you know, when you notice that you're starting to become an asshole to yourself and it just maybe something's going on or like you're distracted and your mind sees this opportunity of "Hmm, maybe she won't notice if I start like, I don't know, being so freaking rude to her (laughs) and planting just negative thought patterns in her mind. So I started noticing after, I don't know, probably around like Saturday, Sunday, because some stuff in my personal life started changing around Thursday. And I just was kind of like, okay, I'll deal with this later. Like I'm going into the weekend. I'm going to enjoy myself. And then slowly but surely, my mind was like, look at how much fun you're having. I'm going to start making you freak out about the future. Classic. So I started noticing, obviously, that these negative thought patterns were creeping up and the keyword too is noticing. So what I started doing over the weekend is I just noticed it, right? So I like didn't let it get to me. I was just like, I'm noticing you. That's a thought moving on. And I I genuinely, I use the word notice in my head. I'm always like, I'm just noticing this. I'm not reacting to it. And it worked for a couple days. And then it was like Monday, I was just laying in bed and it really just, I kind of started to believe it, you know, where I was just thinking, wait, maybe this is true. Maybe it's not. But I've, you know, done enough work on myself where I think, okay, now I'm like really giving into it. I'm not letting this happen. I'm just going to like really like notice it longer, kind of see what it needs from me, what's trying to tell me. I realized like on Tuesday when I was talking to my therapist and like, you know, when you say like your negative thought patterns out loud, I was just saying them to her and, you know, she's like kind of not even phased because she knows me. And it kind of like reminds me that I know me too. And so I'm like thinking all this bullshit about myself. And as I'm saying it out loud, which is why I always say like, you have to say your shit out loud because or else you will drive yourself insane. I was thinking, okay, like I know, like I'll figure it out. I know it's not true. I know everything happens for a reason. And just saying it out loud even calmed me down. And I kind of like got my head back on straight because that's you guys, why therapy is so important. But I think like the thing that I was so worse mood about is that even after I kind of like started to put the fear at rest, kind of started to get in better thought patterns of just not letting it affect me. I just noticed, noticed that my negative self-talk was just so mean. I was just kind of like starting to think, you know, oh, like every time I would open my phone, I would just think, oh yeah, look at like, look at how bad you're doing or like, look at what you're not doing or what do you, why, why would you think that you could be successful? Why would you think that everything's going to work out? Like just like kind of that classic imposter syndrome, negative self-talk, just not being kind to yourself. And I want you guys to remember too, that when you're not kind to yourself, you aren't kind to other people because you talk to people, you treat people, you accept treatment from people the way you treat yourself. And so I really started noticing it too. I was like, wow, like I'm being an asshole to myself. Like what is going on? And also, I mean, I'm not going to lie, you guys, my like Instagram and TikTok algorithm, like all that stuff is like really mental health focused, not as much TikTok, but definitely Instagram. And I even saw this, this Instagram video. So like a reel or whatever that was like, your brain is a supercomputer and you program it by the way you talk to yourself. And even if you say something to yourself and you try to like take it back later. Like it's already in the program. Like you already put it in your mind. So the way that you talk to yourself is so important. Like your self-talk is so important. And I just say like it really stuck with me because I just think I realized how 
bad my self-talk was for the past like five, six days, you know, instead of being judgy with myself and getting frustrated, I just had to like, as hard as it was, because I was really starting to believe these thoughts because I, they were genuine fears. Like they are genuine fears. The things that I'm saying to myself and that I'm masking in a casual way of reacting to things on social media of like other people comparing and despairing, imposter syndrome. I really started to believe them because they come from a genuine place of fear and unknown. I realized, holy shit, like I really can't talk to myself like this because these are genuinely my fears. I genuinely don't want these things to happen. And if I don't like reprogram the way that I'm thinking with myself, I'm going to start treating other people like shit and I'm going to start treating myself even worse and I'm not going to do a good job. And maybe I will be unsuccessful. Maybe I will start just failing at things and letting the fear win. So that's just like vague anecdote of a few days of realizing how quickly you can really if you don't pay attention, reprogram your brain to treat you like shit and it will have an effect on you. But if we can get in front of it, it's not going to affect the other things in our lives. So whether that's putting one foot in front of the other, noticing it, shoving it aside for the moment so that you can keep doing what you need to do, but really noticing what it needs from you and noticing how you're talking to yourself and really changing the narrative. What I started to remind myself is that I have to trust myself. I always tell you guys that like you have a hundred percent track record of getting through whatever you've gone through thus far, because you are sitting here listening to this podcast right now, living and breathing. That is simple. Like it's just true. And I just have to remind myself that like, although I have no idea what the next chapter of my life holds, like I have gotten through every single other hard thing that I thought that I couldn't get through. So why am I going to talk to myself like shit in the meantime and not focus on the present and just trust that what's happening in my life right now is just happening for me and that everything is going to be okay. And I'm going to look back at this period of my life and think, wow, I wish I would have enjoyed that quiet period of my life because now X, Y, and Z are happening. So instead of freaking out, talking to myself like shit, being like, you got to do something, you got to, you got to change something or else your life's going to end. So everything is going to fall apart. Trust yourself and trust the process. Trust the universe. That is what I'm reminding myself. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, the relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? One of my New Year's resolutions, you guys, was to literally put myself first. I sent a text last night. was like, yeah, I'm doing this cute little thing where like I don't drop everything for other people and like bend over backwards. Hee hee, just girly things. But seriously, like the way we talk to ourselves, the negative self-talk, that is our relationship with ourselves. Like why are we so focused on how we're crafting a text to someone else when we should be also focused on how we're literally talking to ourselves in our own head? So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. My therapist was traveling this week and she literally told me like, you take one hour every single week to show up and talk to me for yourself. Just because I'm going out of town doesn't mean you shouldn't be taking one hour at the same time to show up for yourself. Like she was like, I need you to do something in that hour just because I'm gone and show up for yourself. But obviously, usually I get on my phone and I talk to my therapist and it is a non-negotiable. Like it is literally probably the only thing I've actually done every single hour besides a travel day for the past 12 months. And I 
truly don't think I could say that about anything else besides like looking at my phone, but it keeps me being my best self. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Mood listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Mood. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Mood. Okay, so for Mood Boosters this week, oh my God, you guys, I just feel I've really... I've really got brought back down to earth living in Chicago because in Los Angeles, obviously it is literally sunny all the time. And I straight up was 100p getting seasonally depressed and the weather in Chicago. So I went to Cabo and got some vitamin D. Oh my God. It was literally just, I don't know what is like wired in my brain, but the sun on my body, I I just, it is, there is no better feeling to me. So it was worth the trip. Didn't get as tan as I wanted to, but that's because I'm a tanaholic. If there's one thing I'm addicted to, it's definitely tanning. So don't worry. I got a solid base tan and then got a spray tan. So that was a mood booster in itself. And then I got back to Chicago and the weather was freaking amazing. The city was buzzing. The streets were popping. It was freaking amazing. Even though I had so much computer work to do on Monday, I saw that it was going to start raining again the next day. And I was just, I I, I got to get out of the house. And I was even like really tired, but I just knew that I needed the weather as a mood booster. There was just, it was a non-negotiable. I walked eight miles eight miles. It was literally freaking amazing. Just seeing so many people out and about, being in the good weather, getting the fresh air, getting in that cardio. I've just been loving walking. The eight mile walk was so good. It was such a mood booster that I I understand hot girl walks now. I mean, I, I definitely did before, but on a different mood boosting level definitely now. And I took a walk yesterday. I've just been walking everywhere. I think it's because I got my car privileges taken away from my mom because she said it was too annoying for me to park the car in my garage, which is just like so sweet and kind of her. You love to hear it. So I realized, oh wait, like I can't drive to this nail appointment. I can't whatever. So if it's in within like a two mile radius, I am just walking. I am a walking queen. And it's such a mood booster because like no matter how much you like move your body or get outside, like I just know that if I have somewhere to go and maybe I only had time for a 20 minute workout, I'm walking to my nail appointment and like that counts. I really realized this week because it was like genuinely the first week I really didn't have a car, I guess, because yeah, my car privilege just got taken away last week. That makes sense. I just realized that there is such a mental idea of what counts as a healthy habit and a mood booster. And I realized this because I started kind of doing workouts based off of Sammy Clark's workouts. And she and herself, her program is amazing. It's called Form, F-O-R-M. And she also obviously posts on YouTube and Instagram. And so I look at all of her stuff and this relates to the walking. I swear. And I realized that I would like look at something and I'd be like, okay, so she does like this for 30 seconds, this, oh, I remember how to do this because I used to have a personal trainer. Like I know how to work out. And I usually, I like following along or having someone tell me what to do. But I've noticed lately that I've really been loving music. Music is a huge mood booster for me. So I've just been looking at her workouts and being like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I'll just do like 30 of each and go from there or whatever. And I noticed that between doing that and walking, I started realizing, oh, but like I'm not doing something real. Maybe it doesn't count because I'm not doing, I'm not following along. I'm not doing exactly what someone else tells me what to do. I'm not doing it exactly like this person does. And I just started realizing like, just cause I'm walking to my nail appointment, 
doesn't mean I'm not walking. Just because I'm not setting out the intention of like, this is my workout. I'm in that mental headspace. I just started realizing how important mindset is, even when it comes to little stuff. When I was walking and I told myself, I was like, yeah, well, I'm just walking to my nail appointment. And then I asked myself, okay, but like, why does it just because I'm going there and the intention wasn't like, this is my fitness workout. This is my fitness walk. What the fuck is the difference? I'm still walking. So I just started realizing that a lot of it comes to mindset and I'm really, really hard on myself that I'm not doing something perfectly and that it counts and I'm doing it my way and I'm doing it on my terms just because I'm not following along exactly doesn't mean my abs aren't burning and like I'm doing a good job and like body's still doing the same thing. So my mind clearly needs to shut the fuck up. So that was a mood booster in itself. The walking was a mood booster. Starting to do Sammy Clark workouts is a total mood booster because I'm just loving feeling so strong and doing these like full body workouts. It's been so long since I did anything besides yoga, Pilates. I I don't know. Like, and I had a personal trainer, like I said, for a while. And I've just loved feeling just really strong and just really like getting in the gym and just like grinding. I also went to a workout class with friends this week. We went to Rumble and that was the thing where in my head I was like, yeah, but like I went to a workout class. Like that's legit. Why the fuck does that count more? than a workout that was just as hard that I told myself to do. Insane. The reason why it was a mood booster is because I went to the Rumble class for a first time in Chicago. I'd been before in LA, but oh my God, it was so much fun just like getting picked up by my friends and going to this workout class that was like dark and the music was popping and there was other people and my friends were there. It was just amazing. I just, I loved it. It was just such like a social healthy mood booster for me. And also kind of obviously I felt like a kid again because I remember, you know, my friend picking me up for like cheerleading practice and and it felt like deja vu in the car as adults approaching 30. So it was just all around a mood booster. So if you're really needing to start, even if you just like want to go on a walk, literally just text a friend or two and just like everyone get out there and have social time also be your healthy time. Like it is such a mood booster. And then my last mood booster, I know that these are all kind of in the more physical side of things, but they, I, I feel like I really tied them to mental health and mood boosting. But I have to say, getting my nails done mood booster. I don't know why I decided to do it a couple weeks ago, but I really like having my nail extensions. I get gel X. It's like basically supposed to be better for your nails and it helps me not pick, which is why it also relates to mental health because I should not be destroying my skin around all of my fingers with OCD and anxiety. So that is true. So I'm like, you know what? It's worth it. And I don't know, like usually I hate sitting there, but for some reason the process of getting the gel X off wasn't as annoying as acrylic. And I felt like even though the appointment was like an hour, 45 minutes for some reason I wasn't as antsy and I wasn't as anxious because I think I just like like the way they looked so much and I felt so pretty so I think it's you know hot girl summer is approaching and it's just like nice to take care of yourself and like treat yourself every once in a while and it's really just like for myself I was laying in bed last night staring at my own nails feeling so cute so I think it really is like a self mood booster and obviously also I'm not picking my nails so it's like a win-win situation you guys know that the most important thing to me is packing my closet with just the essentials and building a capsule wardrobe of only the pieces I love. So obviously to get me started, I turned to Jenny Kane, the ultimate destination for effortless everyday pieces that never go out of style. I mean, I'm that person that's going to the nail salon being like, yeah, I'll have like the same exact neutral nail shade. Like I just love looking like effortless, cool and chic and California cool. I mean, I obviously like secretly try really hard, but I don't want to look like I'm trying hard. And Jenny Kane is the perfect style wardrobe pieces for that. You guys, oh my God, it's just like literally the most chicest stuff ever. I'm obsessed with them. My mom actually just went to the store. She was just in LA last week. I was really jealous because she got more sun than me. And she went to the store in um, LA and I was just so jealous. 
Jenny Kane just takes the guesswork out of getting dressed because she has such luxurious yet comfortable style essentials. My favorite is the cocoon cardigan, the cashmere cardigan everyone covets. It's the best selling sweater style that you can pair with literally any outfit. The relaxed fit makes it perfect for styling every which way. It's the cardigan of your dreams. It's literally so soft. You guys, you're going to never want to take it off. One of their other signature pieces is the shearling slide sandal because shearling is such a fun way to add texture and just like an extra oomph. It's the perfect shearling shoe you can wear it all year round if i'm being honest you guys so fabulous they also have this oversized cardigan that i absolutely love for when i'm kind of like home and just like chilling and i want to feel like a rich mom at home waiting for her children to finish their homework when in reality i'm waiting for a new episode of queer eye to come on curated stylish staples that work with everything in your closet adding jenny kane to your wardrobe will instantly make you the best dressed version of yourself every piece is effortless the definition of california cool can't get enough of Jenny Kane like me, join Jenny Kane Rewards. Enjoy exclusive perks and benefits like birthday surprises and early access to new launches, plus earn up to 10% back on all purchases. Join today and you'll get 100 points. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code MOOD at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code MOOD. Okay, you guys, Let's get into our biggest mood booster, but current mood combo of the week with the one and only Karamo Brown. Okay, so why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because we talk so much about mental health on here. And obviously you are talking about mental health in such a different way in a sense of identity and challenges and growth and really helping people obviously on Queer Eye and I'm sure with your book and just in real life, I'm sure. Just really look inward and dig deep. I just kind of wanted to ask you too, you know, how did you kind of fulfill fill that role why you like what makes you so perfect i mean because in my eyes it is you are perfect and <laughs> you're my favorite part of the show because i love to cry so like thank <laughs> you so much yeah um but so like how did you kind of like really step into this role as like a grown man well i worked in social services for many years so this was also something i was trained in so it wasn't like you know like these skill sets came from actually like uh you know from like doing the work you know like that's why a lot of times people say like Brene brown and i have a lot of similar qualities because we have the same training. And so that's why you see a lot of the same things. But beyond the training, because that can only take you so far, I've been through a lot of shit. And I don't know if I can cuss on here, but like, it's just real. I've been through a lot of things. Like a lot of the things of like, bad relationships, not only with family members, but with like partners, not feeling or knowing what I deserved feeling like I'm always working hard, feeling like I'm alone, you know, drugs, like different things. Like in my past, it's just like, uh, I've just been through it. And there came a point in my life that I decided I want to grow through this. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I had to really look at not only the skills and training that I had, but also like at myself and say, what's stopping me from wanting to grow through this? What's stopping me from thinking that I could be better, that tomorrow could change, that I could actually have the life I deserve? And so that desire propelled me to change my own life. And and so when people look at my life now, like, the success I'm having in career, you know, those things you named off, the, the the money, my kids being good, you know, my son, my one of my sons being really great. Like people are like, well, how did that happen? It's because I actually took the time to do the work and I still to this day do the work. Like up until like 30 minutes ago, I was having an uncomfortable conversation about growth and about like how like my conversations and the, the person receiving them, how we're like, Sometimes it's hard and it feels like we're we're attacking each other, but it's like, mm. 
it's on that uneasy moment where we're growing and we're going to get better and we're going to get stronger. And I'm daily and constantly having those conversations, even though they're hard. And that's why I feel like I'm in this position because yeah. doing the work myself. So when someone comes to me on your podcast, on the street, on the queer eye, and they say, hey, this is the issue I'm going through. I'm like, girl, I get it. <laughs> like, I understand. Yeah. I have been there and I'm still doing the work with you. So I, that's why. Well, I mean, a hundred percent. I think it's, you know, you mentioned so many different kind of like topics and growing in general. I think obviously a, you have to like want it. And yeah. what do you feel like now that you are talking to people all the time about what they're going through? Do you find like this like common denominator of why people don't just like start to do the work that you either relate to or you see a lot just in everybody? Yeah. So the thing is, you're right. Most people, there's a, there's a section of people who don't want it because it's mm. easier for all of us to stay in what we know. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's easier. I want to think about this analogy. If you're near the shore, but your your ship is sinking mm -hmm. and you know that the, it's sinking slowly, but it's it could actually possibly get you there versus you getting out and swimming and not knowing what's in the water. We're, a lot of us are like, I just rather stay in this boat. I know it's sinking, but maybe it'll get me there to the, the you know, to the edge of the, you know, the shoreline where I'm just like, no, you got to want it so bad that you're willing to jump in that water and swim yourself and just fight and fight and fight till you get there because you can't depend on a sinking ship to take you to where you need to go. And so I think that's the first thing. It's like that desire, that want, like you said, I think I see a lot of people who don't want it. Then the next thing is like, and within that want, like I just expressed, is that fear. So many people are scared of getting the life they want because They've tried it before. It hurt them. It didn't go right. Something didn't work. And then they end up seeing themselves saying like, well, it didn't work in the past. So why am I going to, it's going to work here. Nobody was there for me before in the past. Why are they going to be here for me now? And that fear stops them because it's crippling. It's like literally can stop you. And so I see people consistently feeling that, that fear and that stops them. But then I think the third thing is that people don't understand what they're designed for. Mm. And I say that, I said this to my girlfriend the other day, because um, she's with a really shitty man. And she really thinks that this is going to work out. And I asked her, I said, do you think you were designed for this type of shitty guy? Like the woman you are, do you think you were designed for this type of man? Do you think this is the this is what your design is for? And she was like, I, 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 yeah, I guess so. And I was like, no, girl, look at yourself in the mirror. Like, is this what you're designed? You're like... You're like working hard. You're trying. You're constantly doing things. You're putting up with so much bullshit in this world. And you think you're designed for this man who doesn't try, who doesn't do things, who doesn't match your fly. This is what you're designed for. And she was like, I've never thought about what I'm designed for. And I said, great. You should start thinking about that. Because the minute you realize what you're designed for, you will not accept anything less than what you're designed for. And when you know what you're designed for, you'll go after it, you'll make the growth, you'll do the changes in your mental health and in your physical health and your self-esteem so that you can get what you want. And so I think if people just say to themselves, I want this, look at the fears in the face and say, you know what? I'm not gonna be afraid of you because I know that I can have people who are gonna help me. I know I can make it, I'm strong enough. And then if you also then say to yourself, I'm designed for more than this, I think if you can really acknowledge those three things, you can make it. I mean, that's 
amazing advice. And I, I love what you said to your friend. And it's so funny because I screenshotted, we do a lot of advice on the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe like they probably don't want to hear from me for like one week. And I'll screenshot like a couple good topics. And it's so, and I was like going through them. And of course I'm like, why every single, he's going to think that my audience is just obsessed with dating because it's like almost every single thing is like, you know, I'm going through a horrible breakup, da, 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 all this yeah. stuff. And you just mentioned that your friend is like kind of in that, you know, maybe bad relationship and maybe fingers crossed she doesn't go through a horrible breakup, but like, you know, I think usually my girlfriends, like, cause I have a lot of girlfriends, like a lot, a lot. It's no surprise. Um, <laughs> and so I think that it's, she, I finally got through to her. I think it was kind of like, yeah. because it was like one of those sit downs, like girl, this is not like, mm. it's like me and you alone. I didn't even pull out any drinks because I was like, I need us to be in the right mind. Listen. So I think yeah. we get there. Yeah. Well, that's also a good friend too. Cause I'd be, it's, you know, tough love, but you know, just real love. And the next step of that, like if, you know, someone does walk away, a lot of people wrote in and asked, I'm going through a horrible breakup and I don't think I'll ever heal, have any advice because the fear of being alone or single forever. And so I just, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you've kind of either felt that before and been around people that have felt that. So how, like, what would you say to whatever this girl's that, that fear of being alone is so real. I mean, yeah. I have, this is not even just from my girlfriends. I have so many gay guy friends, gay friends that are like, who are like, you know, as I get older, cause in the gay community, like dating is like, you know, it's sometimes like, it's hard to find somebody who wants to grow, you know, not to yeah. generalize. And it's the same fears that sometimes my girlfriends have of like, well, I don't want to be 30 and 40 and 50. Yeah. Alone. I want to find somebody and do the work. And that fear of thinking they're not out there is, is so hard and it's real because you end up being on these dating apps where you're just swiping, it's not working. And you just sort of say like, what's out there? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And at the truth of the heart of it, you know, cause I don't like to, to bullshit people. You will find somebody, it will happen. Um, where you won't have to compromise who you are. Mm. Um, but the truth is, is that it might not be on your timeline. And I think the fear that we have is because we put a timeline on it. And so that scares us. Yeah. The timeline scares us more than the fact that we, we, more than the fact that there's a million people out there that we could be dating or that we think that there's not enough people. Cause at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there. We know yeah. that. You know, if you're online, it might seem like there's not a lot of people. If you go to the same bar, it might seem like there's not a lot of people. But like I've told girlfriends all the time, like switch up where you're going because you're yeah. only in the same pool of people. So go to go to a, a you know a a dance class. Go to like you know a, a painting class. Go to different places to meet different men. So yeah. you know, I, I I say that to say remove the fear of that there's not someone out there for you because there is. You might not see them right now because you're in the same pool, but move, go outside of your pool and keep looking around. But the second thing is remove that timeline because mm -hmm. if you put a timeline on you, it's going to make you feel like you're running out of time. And that pressure and anxiety that comes with like, well, am I ever going to find somebody? I feel really scared. I'm lonely. I don't know. I put myself out there. I'm scared. You're going to find somebody that's going to, that's going to love you and cherish you, but it might take time. You know, just yeah. like, just like a beautiful tree that you might like to sit under and read a book or you might like to look at. It didn't take that tree a day to grow. It didn't take that tree a year. It took that tree some time to grow. And the same thing is going to take some time for you to find a person that loves you and is going to value you. And, 
And if you get out of a relationship where you're with somebody for 10 years, it's hard to put yourself back out there again because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want to go through this again. I don't want, I don't know if I have the time for this. Again, if you really think about it at the end of the day, it comes out to time. And it really t- does. Yeah, it comes down to the time. Because I always say, like, I don't want to waste that amount of time again. I, exactly. I don't want to waste that amount of time again. I don't want to. I already yeah. put four years into this guy. I don't want to know if I can yep. do again. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if it's, I'm. Gonna, I don't know. You know, if I'm going to find somebody who's not going to hurt me. It's like, yes, you're going to find somebody who's going to love you, who's going to understand your design, but also you're going to find them when it's time, and yeah. it might not be on your timeline. So I think if people can just take away that pressure from that. They'll they'll start to enjoy themselves more, which will make yeah. the dating process even easier. It's good for us, like single girlies, though, to be like putting ourselves out there, right? And like being on apps, like seeing if if we're doing our self work as well. Because I feel like sometimes I, me, and my friends will disagree. Of you know, she thinks that she she's watched like every Disney movie. We're approaching thirty, but whatever. Yeah. And she just thinks that she's like genuinely going to like bump in and trip and fall and like have a Cinderella moment. And I'm just like, you kind of got to put yourself out there a little bit too. So it's kind of, is it still like a good thing to be on like the apps and be trying without like as much pressure? Hell yeah. No, I say try. The thing is, is that once you acknowledge, this is the thing, everything you do in life, you deserve breaks. And I Mm. think that when we talk about dating, we talk about it as if either it's, I go full force or I don't go at all. And it's girl, it's okay to be on the app. (laughs) And get tired and get off the app. It's okay to go out to the bar and then get tired and then not go to the bar. It doesn't make you a quitter. It doesn't mean that you don't want a relationship. It doesn't mean you don't deserve a relationship. It means that anything in life that you're doing that's productive that you want, girl, you got to take a break. I mean, like, you would never go to work and be at work for nine hours and be like, I don't deserve a break. I got to keep being on It's like you're on the app. Yes, put yourself out there. Experience the dates. Go through the ups and downs of it. Laugh at the ups and downs of it. But if you get tired, acknowledge that you're tired, acknowledge that you're exhausted, and take a break. Because that's going to help your mentality, your mental health. It's going to help your self-esteem. And during that time, figure out what helps you to refresh and then do that for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. And again, again, it goes back to that time thing, not to kind of belabor this. But the reason people don't take a, take a break is because they're like, I just got to keep going. I got the more, you know, maybe it's the next one. Yeah. Maybe it's the next yeah. step. Girl, the guy that's supposed to be for you is there and he's going to show up when he needs to show up. And in not a minute sooner, you're both going to meet each other when it needs to happen and not a minute sooner. Um, and I mean, it's I crazy. It is. Yeah, it really is because it's like, I mean, I never worry about necessarily meeting someone. I'm just like, but I'm approaching 30. It's like, no. And I, I'm like, I'm the only one. Because I want to be clear. When I say this time, I do also understand as a man, like, the and, and right. great men, especially, like, there's biological things that, you know, especially if a woman wants to have a child, like, you start to have those questions or whatever. So I'm not going to try to say, like, oh, no, like, the time is not a picture. Right. I get it. But I also I want to know that fate and what you deserve is going to come on time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had many friends who are like, I want to have a baby or whatever. And then like they're so scared about the time. And then also they hit 35, they meet the man of their life. And then they have a kid back to back. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. It's like faith. And I'd rather like wait and be like really happy for the rest of my life eventually than rush just because I'm on a timeline. You you know? Sister, preach. Preach. So that's what I tell myself. Okay. Last kind of like advice segue is just setting boundaries with family and friends 
what is your advice for when it's not your love life romantic department it is other people in your life driving you absolutely fucking nuts but you're like well i can just break up with them i'm related to them so how do you do that girl you break up with them <laughs> oh shit <laughs> break up with them i don't know why in this country we started to put these sort of unrealistic expectations on family members as if you can't break up with them i saw your tiktok so yeah I, I like, like... <laughs> about it and this is this is one of the healthiest things that like most therapists will say to you if you have somebody in your life who can't communicate with you who's not respecting your boundaries who can't do the things that you need to be healthy and to grow, it is okay to break up with them in your family. Meaning, when they invite you to something, it's okay for you to say, no, I don't wanna come. And the reason being is because this moment won't serve my mental health. I'm telling you, if you say that and somebody tries to dispute it, you really can see the asshole that they are. Because yeah. it's like, this doesn't serve your mental health, I don't care. Well then, you just give me more of a confirmation that I don't need to be around you. But it is okay to break up with family members. Literally, I think we get into this thing where it's like, if my mom's abusing me every day and making me feel bad, that I, you can't not stop talking to your mom. Yes, you can, girl. Yes, you can. Yeah, not to sound like a Barack Obama. Yes, you can, okay? Like, like, yes, you can. Do not talk to her if she's making you feel bad. If she cannot respect the conversations you've had where you said these are the boundaries, and if you're already entangled in something that's unhealthy, it's mm -hmm. about not just breaking up, but it's about slowly understanding what are the things that you're entangled with and step by step untangling yourself, then removing yourself. Because mm -hmm. if you still have the entanglements, you'll find yourself right back in it. So for instance, right. if your mom likes to show up all the time, and, and I'm just saying mom as an example, like I have nothing yeah. going on with my mom right now. I don't even know why I said mom. Like, Exactly. But if like you have a family member who's like stopping by unexpected and like you're saying like, hey, that doesn't work for me. I need you to stop by and like, let me know, respect my boundaries. I'm an adult now and they still don't do it or they're calling you constantly. What you do is you let them know, hey, I'm about to change my lot. I'm about to remove, take the key back from you. I'm going to actually put a timer on my or not the timer, the um the sleep notifications on your phone. Where, oh, do not disturb. Yeah, where it's like, yeah. I won't be notified from you. And I want you to know that I'm doing this because you can't respect the boundary. What that mm. is, is you're unraveling one of the entanglements because if you just try to break up, all that's gonna happen is entanglement's gonna get worse. They're just gonna show up more or whatever and you're gonna feel like whatever. So when you're breaking up with a family member, you actually have to write down a list first of how you're entangled with them and or how you, they don't respect your boundaries. And from there, that's when you then start to untangle first and then you break up. And it's okay because breakups, we think of breakups as final. Breakups mm. aren't always final. Many things that can break can also be fixed. So, but sometimes you have to break something to then put it back together. I think that's what you have to do when you're resetting a leg that's broken. I'm not a doctor, but I think you have to like- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Break it first so that it can then yeah. set back properly. So, my nose job, yeah. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> so when you're doing a since so the same thing is when you're doing it with family members, don't think about it as like this is final. Think about it as I need to break this so that then we can heal properly. Mm. And if you can think about it in that way, it'll give you the courage to feel like, okay, I can do this. Um, but I would it's always the steps of first understanding, untangle first, 
It's the same thing with your hair. If your hair is all natty and tangly, you're going to untangle it first before you start trying to put a comb through it and shampoo it and dry shampoo it and all that yeah. stuff. Same. I think people, I think people are just like are so afraid to like say it, you know, to communicate. Whenever someone's having a problem, I'm like, don't send a passive aggressive text because like they don't know why you're not coming to dinner now. Like, tell them how you feel. That, and so and I think that's where like I get, yeah, like I get frustrated in that sense where I'm like, I want people to literally listen to what you're saying and do it step by step. So thank you so much for the tips. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I did get um, a lot of these like from your Instagram and TikTok. So is that where you want people to like go to like get more inspired and just like see your face every day? Of course, of course, they can definitely go to my TikTok. I don't, I see I'm the worst with social media. So like I have spurts where all of a sudden like something will happen and I'll just go on there and say something or, but I need to get better. I'm just the worst. I'm just the worst because I. No, you're starting to do the little like tap, tap, tap. Like I tried to, I tried to, like, just to get people going. No, I, I mean it works for me. I was like, oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm with it. So yeah, they can go to Instagram. Everything's at Karamo, but you know, there's a new season of Queer Eye coming out. What binge old seasons? I have other projects that are coming out in the fall that I'm like, super excited about. Where I'll be giving advice nonstop. So, Ooh. so you get to have a hot girl summer and then we get to take a hold of you for a whole new exactly. advice. That's exactly it. I love it. I want to tell your audience one last thing since it's about dating. Yes, please. Okay? It's like a big piece of big, something that I really want people to hear, okay? Because I've heard people say this when they're looking for a relationship. They're like, I want a man to be my peace. Like I want a man to like be that, you know, who brings me peace so I feel whole. We've all heard this. You've heard this before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need ladies to understand a good man won't be your peace, but he will learn how to do the work to be at peace with himself so that he doesn't disturb your peace. So when you're looking for a man, look for a man who's doing the work so that he's at peace with himself so he doesn't come into your life and disturb your peace. And I'm just giving that piece of advice because I think sometimes if you reframe the language, you then learn how to make sure that you're looking for the right thing. Stop looking for a man to be your peace. Look for a man as, who's at peace with himself so that he does not disturb your peace. And on that, girl, you know I love you, Lauren. Oh my God, that was amazing. Now I feel like I could get back on Hinge. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mood. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm so glad we got to have a little chat with Karamo. Make sure to follow us on social media at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth because something's dropping soon. Actually, a lot of things are dropping soon. So go at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I check all the DMs. I post all the Instagrams. Well, I have a little help, but you know what I mean. At Lauren Elizabeth, at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. You can shop the merch, shoplaurenelizabeth.com. You get the idea. You know what I mean? I will talk to you guys next week. Oh, actually, can you subscribe and give five stars? It'd be really, really nice. Thank you. Bye.